Happy 420, Danny. Hell yeah. Happy 420, Tyler. We're saying that two weeks in a row because we're getting to record on 420 this year. Yeah, man. It's a lot of fun. It's a good way to take advantage of the holiday. The high holy holiday. That's right. Well, with that in mind, we are covering Hansel and Gretel Get Baked. It's going to be fun to talk about. I'm excited we're going to do this. We're coming off the back of doing our official 420 episode. And Evil Bong was a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about Hansel and Gretel today. Right? Ooh, it's going to be fun. Um, Before we get into that, I suppose let's just do our green hits, except I'm not bringing anything new to the table. Like, I'll just say, like, the joints I have rolled up are Lemon Skunk and Montana Silvertip again, because last time I went in, I bought quite a bit of it. Because my card was running out and I had to wait for the re-up period. (laughs) No, that's smart, man. Take advantage of it while you can. And this week, a little bit of the same story as I had been sitting on quite a bit of two different strains. Some of the blueberry muffin and uh, some of the ethos cookies. So I rolled up my last couple of joints out of each one of those batches. So the one I gave you was a blueberry muffin. I've got a blueberry muffin and you gave me a joint of one of yours. And I had a little bit of concentrate earlier. Mm -hmm. It's a little different. Uh, This one was a a mix of crunch berries, super lemon haze, and LA Kush. And I enjoy it. uh, All you need is a few hits and put you right where you need to be. Like, I'm bringing the same thing to the table and it is 420. Up until this point, I've been like, I got this new, got this new. It doesn't make for a sad 420 because this has been one of the best crops of lemon skunk that they've had. And I fucking love silver tip. So having those two still for an extra week, oh no. Oh, sad is me. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Woe is me. (laughs) And I mean, I got some hash in the other room if I want to get at it. I got a little bit of chocolate in the freezer too. So there you go, man. Yeah, I still got a few. I just didn't want to be. I didn't want to be put out from some fucking edibles right now. No, we still have to uh, be able to talk and maintain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna light up your joint right now since we're doing our green, and I'm gonna do yours too. So yeah. No, I thought that we were going to hopefully be celebrating this 420 with a new bong that I ordered, but it hasn't come in yet. So we will keep you all updated on that, and we'll be ripping it when we can. But Wow, yeah. You can definitely taste the lemon. Dude, it's a, it's a really good batch of lemon skunk, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the limonene, that citrus. Man, it's always a good upper high, too. Usually you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's pretty tasty, too. What did you say this was again? The blueberry muffin. The blueberry I, I really muffin? enjoy yeah. that one. Like I've mentioned before, I like blueberry. This one is a really good offshoot of that and mm-hmm. the purple panty dropper. So if I ever come across panty dropping, <laughs> I'll definitely take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting some... Even even with combusting it, I'm getting a little bit of the sweetness from it. So. Yeah, it's not too bad, man. That's why I say next week when I bring those new strains over, I'll, uh, I'll definitely bring a, a joint of each so we can both try them out. Well... We're smoking now. It's 4.20. We got Hansel and Gretel get baked on the docket. Let's talk about fucking the guts and bolts that went into this movie. Guts and bolts. All right. Hansel and Gretel get baked. Obviously, stoner horror comedy. A little bit lighter on the comedy. It's a little bit dark humor. Yeah. Stoner horror. Oof. Let's see. Yeah, brief synopsis. Uh, Brief synopsis. It's Hansel and Gretel, except the Hansel role is mostly done by the dumb boyfriend. And instead of a gingerbread house, it's weed. That's all you really need to know, right? Like, 
That's, That's the it. movie. That's basically it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so, Hansel and Gretel, but right. weed, and Hansel isn't as involved as the normal story. Right, 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 right. It's uh, There's a character that kind of replaces his role a bit in the story. So, yeah, pretty good brief description of what the film entails. And, of course, we like to talk about the people who helped make the film and the people in front of the screen as well. So this week I'm going to lead off with our director. His name is Dwayne Journey. And some of the other films that he has in his filmography include the films The Storm, the short film Winky Face, and the short film Charlie's Gift. Our writer, he's actually an actor. Send the bitch a winky face. Bitches yeah. love the winky face. Winky stinky face. <laughs> Our writer, he's actually an actor in this film, too. He plays the role of Norm, who's like a meter man later on in the film. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, but this gentleman's name is David Tillman, and he's helped write the screenplays for such films as Vampire Survivor, Love is All You Need, because there's a question mark in that. <laughs> and he also helped with Charlie's Gift, the short film. Our, our cinematographer is John Smith, and he's responsible for being the DP on Tom Morello's This Land. It's a short film. Hmm. He was also responsible for Cold Case, the television series from 2007 through 10. He did several episodes of that. He did several episodes of the television series Revenge from 2012 through 2015. More recently, the shows The Originals from 2018 and the show Legacies from 2018 through 19. Our editor is Sean Yates, and he's known for helping on Kidnap for Christ, the documentary, Winky Face the Short, the film Grow House, and Lost in America, the documentary. Right. Grow House, huh? Yeah. So he ain't no stranger. No, he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our music was composed by Corey Allen Jackson. Sounds like a country singer, but it's not. Now, he's helped compose music for the films I Spit on Your Grave and I Spit on Your Grave Part 2, which no were the shit. remakes, yeah, which okay. is really cool. He's also composed the music for the film Parallels, the film The Exorcism of Molly Hartley, and the film Chuck. All right, this was produced by James Cotton, Michael Pollock, Curtis Sobel, Mark Morgan, Brett Hudson, and E. Thompson. Now, briefly, I'm going to talk about Mark Morgan. Right, the reason yeah. being is because some of the films he helped produce and actually a huge franchise. So Mark Morgan, if you look back in his career, he's helped produce such films as Ringmaster, Beautiful, The Wedding Planner. I was asking you about Slackers earlier. Highly recommend that one. Good comedy. Dude, now I know why. Dude, this dude's got to be loaded. Yeah. Some huge films. Those Agent Cody Banks films. The Twilight Saga films, the Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Lightning Thief, and the Sea of Monsters. Ringmaster is great. Yeah, it is, actually. Uh, Some really cool films, man. So that's why I'm bringing him up. He was one of the producers in those uh, films. But the big ones, the moneymakers, is Twilight. The Twilight films smashed it, even though, you know... I could do without, but anyway. <laughs> All right, our production companies on these were Carrie Kimmel and Pollock, Uptick Entertainment, Dark Howie Films, and Pollock Films they helped in association with. The distributors were Tribeca Film. They helped with the 2013 United States theatrical release, and Jenga Films also helped distribute this film. Release date was February 19th, 2013 here in the States. It had an estimated budget of $4.5 million, and it grossed a little over $300,000. This actually was considered going straight to DVD, but they chose to do it you know, in a limited run in a few theaters. I do have two taglines for this film. First tagline I have is, Prepare for the high of your life. All right. right. And the second one I have is dying to get high. Yeah, okay. Whatever. 
Not, neither no of them are knows, great, but, yeah. but neither of them are bad. No. They, they kind of fit the bill a little bit. Yeah. I don't have one better, but I'm just saying neither of those really blew my skirt up. <laughs> I concur. All right, so moving forward, getting into the cast of Hansel and Gretel Get Baked. I'm going to lead off with Molly C. Quinn. She's also actually one of like the associate producers on this film, but she plays the role of Gretel. And she's known because of her work on the Winx Club series. I think it was like, a, I know it was an animation. I want to say she lent the voice to some of the, one of the main characters. It was a movie, and it also was like a part of a television series. She was also in the Dewey Cox story, Walk Hard. She was in the film We Are the Millers. She was also Walk in hard. Castle, the television series from 2009 through 16. She was in more recently The Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, and Doctor Sleep. Yeah, really cool. All right, we have Michael Welch. He plays the role of Hansel, of course, in this film. And if you look back at his career, I'm going to name off some of the films he's been in, but it looks like he started in Star Trek Insurrection back in 1998. He was in a, a lot of those Twilight films as Mike Newton. Yeah, I have, I know nothing about Twilight to know who that is, but good Me for him. Yeah, but. it's like... Uh, Makes sense of why he's in it. He does a pretty good job. He was also in the films Day of the Dead. He was in the film Frankenweenie, which I believe that's uh, an animation. Pretty decent. Yeah, but also good for him because that's yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah, exactly. He was also in MFA, which just came out not too long ago in the film The Final Wish. Some of his television appearances include three episodes of Two Guys, A Girl, and The Pizza Place, which I've seen, ironically enough or coincidentally enough, I was mentioning to you Bob Saget in... Uh, Dirty uh, yeah. Work, mm -hmm. the gal in that show was the gal oh, <laughs> in that movie. Funny. Yeah, but also had Ryan Reynolds Reynold, in it, yeah. which is really cool. He that's was also what I remember. I used to watch that show. It was actually pretty good, man. Pretty decent comedy. All right, he was in an episode of the X Files back in two thousand one. Looks like he was also in uh, Malcolm in the Middle for an episode, which is really cool. I used to watch that a lot. He did a couple of episodes. It looks for uh, shows Stargate SG one, Joan of Arcadia. Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. He's done some NCIS work, uh, an episode, it looks like a grim. Yeah, so, I mean, even extensive work in television, which is really cool. So, nice to see him in this. All right, we have a pretty big actress, considering, is uh, Laura Flynn Boyle. She plays the role of Agnes in this film. And uh, she's got some really cool films to her so credit. So, she's one of those actresses that I didn't realize that I had seen until a lot later, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. The first time I remember, like, oh shit, Lara Flynn Boyle is Men in Black 2 because right. I unapologetically like every one of the Men in Black movies, even the shitty ones. Yeah, they're fun. And then it was only, you know, years and years later where I'm like, fucking Wayne's World. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh shit, she's like that weird clingy girlfriend. Yeah, she's Stacy. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. But she was also in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, even though she had her scene deleted. I saw that. She was in Poltergeist Part 3, Dead Poet Society. Her scene was deleted in that. She was in the film The Rookie. Uh, you had mentioned Wayne's World. She was also in the films Equinox. Yeah, because she was nominated for an Independent Spirit Award for that. Red Rock West. Uh, she was in the film Happiness. is a Todd Solon's film. If you haven't seen that film, her scene, it's kind of split up in segments. But her segment involves Philip Seymour Hoffman making dirty calls to her. Oh, that's that. Okay. It's a great film. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Has Dylan Baker, the guy that we talked about in Trick Archery. Tom A. Yeah. Those are peeping. 
Oh, that, that movie is so good. It's so fucked up. All right, uh, you mentioned Men in Black Part 2 because she is in that. She got nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress in that film. Oh, I know. I know. It is pretty wild. That movie is not looked on very highly. No, no. And I really, really like okay. it. Now, the reason I know her, aside from probably the Wayne's World films, is because of her role in Twin Peaks as Donna Hayward. 30 episodes. Now, if you watch the movie Fire Walk With Me, she's replaced with a different actress. So there was some stuff that was going on in between all that shit that she wasn't involved in. But she was also in, like, looks like Ally McBeal, stuff like that. A ton of the practice. Yeah. Uh, 116 episodes from 97 through 2003. Yeah. She was in Las Vegas for eight episodes. Uh, so, you know, she's done some TV work as well, which is really cool. It's kind of neat to see her in this. She actually does really good. I kind of liked Las Vegas. I watched that show a little bit. Nice, man. Yeah. Uh, here's somebody we've talked about before. Main reason being is because we talked about Saw. But I think you and I, being a product of the 80s, we probably renowned more because of his role in The Princess Bride. But I'm talking about Carrie Elwes. He plays uh, the meter man all of like a minute in this film, if that. Dude, I forgot that he has, like, his billing is on the poster. Yeah. And I got through this movie for the first time. And th- what I'm about to say, this might be a little bit better suited for the next segment. But That's while okay. we're talking about him, like, I forgot that he was supposed to be in this movie. And so I was like, who the fuck is he? And I was, like, looking up, like, notes and shit while I was watching my second time through. I, like, stopped and, like, yelled. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's who fucking Carrie Ellis he was? He did a good job, I mean, <laughs> considering. I mean, it was kind of on the nose, but it was still good. I, when I look back at his filmography, he's got some really cool films. I said, of course, he was in such things as Oxford Blues, which is actually a really good film. I already mentioned The Princess Bride because he plays Wesley. Uh, he was in the film Glory, Days of Thunder, Hot Shots, Bram Stoker's Dracula. The 94 live-action Jungle Book. Dude, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Are you serious? Twister? Yeah, Twister. Good film. Liar, Liar. Kiss the Girls, which is actually a really good film, too. You're scared of the claw. (laughs) (laughs) He was in uh, Shadow of the Vampire, which is really cool. I already mentioned he was in Saw, uh, which we've talked about, of course. He was in such things as The Alphabet Killer, Saw 3D, which is really neat. He came back and did such films as, like, New Year's Eve, uh, he did some voice work on Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox as Aquaman. Dude, Flashpoint Paradox is dope. Yeah, man. Yeah, some really he cool He did shit. like four voices in that. He was Aquaman. He was Orin. Flashpoint Paradox deals with different timelines. Okay. So he's Aquaman, who is Arthur Curry, but it's separate roles because it's from different timelines. Makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. More recently, he was in the remake of Black Christmas. As Professor Gelson, which is really neat. When I looked at some of his television work, man, I was like, he did some voice work on Pinky and the Brain, Batman Beyond. Uh, he was in six episodes of The X Files back in 2001 through 2002. A lot of cool shit. Yeah, Wonder Woman, uh, Family Guy, Stranger Things, uh, which is really cool. So, yeah, some really cool shit. Workaholics. <laughs> Stuff like that. All right. We have Lachlan Monroe. He plays Officer Ritter in this film. Dude, one of my favorite kind of, I won't say he's not unknown, but it's not somebody you think a lot about a lot. But there's one movie in particular I've seen a shit ton of times where I can't help but think about him every time I see it. Dead Man on Campus. Dude, yeah. Fuck yeah. That movie is so good. 
brother of Joe. I got me some crack, but I want me some hoes. As soon as he popped on screen, like, what? Yeah. Yes, Dead Man on Campus. Dead Man on Campus. I yeah. fucking love that movie. <laughs> no, I'm talking, of course, about Lachlan Monroe and some other films that he's been in, some really cool shit. We talked about Trancers a couple weeks ago, right? Because, oh, actually, last week because of Evil Bong. But uh, he was in Trancers Part 4, Jack of Swords. He was in a night, was. At, a night at the Roxbury. Can't forget that he was in Scary Movie as Greg. Yeah. Right? He was in Dracula 2000. He was in the films Heart of America, Freddy vs. Jason as Deputy Scott Stubbs. He was in White Chicks as Agent Jack Harper. I should remember that. I went to White Chicks in the uh, theater. The Benchwarmers, Little Man, which wasn't that great of a film, but not bad. Daddy Day Camp. Dance flick. It was pretty wild. Jules Verne's Mystery Island. Kid Cannabis, which is really neat. <laughs> the Predator, more recently, is Lieutenant General Merks or, or Marks. I kind of dug that. It was yeah. all right. Did you watch The Predator? I didn't get to watch that one. No, I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, he's also done some television work. Like I said, he's a Canadian actor, so you probably recognize him in a lot of Canadian works. All right, we have actress Yancey Butler. She plays a role of Officer Hart. And she's been in such things as Law and Order. She was in Man and Machine. This is some of her television work. She was in 21 episodes of Brooklyn South. I think she was more well-known for her role as Detective Sarah Pizzini in the television movie Witchblade and the Witchblade television show for 23 episodes. Well, I haven't seen any of them past the first one, but looking at her filmography here, it looks like she has a recurring role that's popped up in every Lake Placid from three on. Yeah, it's like at least two, if not more of them, two or three of them. She was also in Kick-Ass Parts 1 and 2 as Angie D'Amico, which is really cool. She was also in the film's Hard Target which is a uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme film, and the film Drop Zone, which is a Wesley Snipes film, and the film Ravager. So she's been in some pretty cool films as well. All right, moving forward, we have Andrew James Allen, who plays the role of Ashton in this film. And he's been in such films as Lovely Bones. He was in the film Smiley and the film Bad Behavior. We have actor Reynaldo Gallagas, and he's been in some really cool shit. I was looking back. He was in such films as Monkey Trouble, He's uh-huh. Diaz in Rambo. He's Ray in Logan. Like, I immediately yeah. recognize this it's guy. It's really cool, isn't it? I really want this guy to get bigger than he is. And I think he's doing pretty well right now on Animal Kingdom. But. What do you think about Malibu's Most Wanted? Because he plays the role of Loke in that <laughs> he I was, forgot about that shit. Yeah. Dude, I liked that movie. That movie's fucking hilarious. I like Jimmy Kennedy. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I liked that movie. Uh, he was in Bad Boys Part 2, American Wedding. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. Yeah, man. It looks like an episode of Charmed. He was in Spider-Man Part 3. Bad Boys 2 is another movie I unapologetically like. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I know it's a terrible movie. I like it. Ah, it's okay, man. He's also in the uh, television shows Prison Break, 24... You already mentioned a couple of the other ones. He was in Gang Related uh, back in 2014. He was in Sons of Anarchy as Fiasco from oh, shit, yeah. 2012 That's through 14. Right. That's where else I saw him. Yeah, man. Dude, the show like, Ice. Okay, let's, yeah. let's be real. With how he looks, if they needed a Mexican gangster on screen, he's yeah. probably been there. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not lying either. <laughs> All right. We have actress Bianca Saad, and she plays, of course, the role of Bianca. Now, she was in the short film Captain Planet. She was also in Is That a Gun in Your Pocket? 
<laughs> All right, we have Eddie Martin who plays the role of Manny. He was in the American Family television series back in 2004. He was in the film Spanglish, the Eddie Murphy film Rebound. He was also in Drill Bit Taylor, television series Dexter back in 2010, and he was in Glee from 2010 through 2012 as well. All right, we have Joe Ordaz who plays the role of Jorge. He was in the films Crash. He was also in How to Be a Serial Killer, even though he went uncredited. He was in the film Badass, uncredited as well. He was in a couple of episodes of Dexter from uh, 2012 and 13, and more Badass recently. Was a fun movie. Did you ever see Badass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. He was also in Mayans MC television series from 2018 through 19. Oh shit! I gotta get caught up on that. I like the first season. All right, we have Celestino Corniel. He plays the role of Octavio in this film. He was also in Dexter back in 2008. He was in the film The Fate of the Furious. He was also part of the television series Mayans MC back in 2019. And more recently, the television series Bosch from 2019 through 2020. And I already mentioned David Tillman plays the role of Norm in this film. So that uh, basically rounds out our cast and crew. You gave us a brief synopsis. There are a few warnings we do have to give you in this film. Marijuana use. And there is definitely drug use. <laughs> they are as uh, some decent. That's also a warning for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> it's in the name, but there is a decent amount of blood and gore, considering. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, more than I was expecting. Likewise, and I'm not mad at it. So you, there's a bit of that. Your language. standard language, yeah, yeah. Some uh, cleavage, some nice ones cannibalism yeah you could say that there's some reanimation yeah eh, and just witchy, witchy stuff yeah <laughs> if you don't like the grim storytell of this Ooh, witchy yeah i like that yeah i think that covers it though this isn't too no nah, that's to what well, you had mentioned earlier it's surprising amount of gore but yeah. not a lot it's not hard to get through it's uh, it's it's decent yeah yeah yeah, it's fine. We're good there. Let's talk about how this made us squeal. How does that make you squeal? Alright. Hansel and Gretel get baked. It was really fucking funny when I'm sitting there checking out shit on this. And I like taking a look whenever it exists at the TV tropes page. And one existed for this. And one of the tropes, I can't remember which one it is, but somebody had to point out in the, you know, the little explanation of why it fits this trope. And it's like... Get baked doesn't just mean in the oven. And I was like, oh shit, in the oven never occurred to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, part of this this story has to do with the oven. Yeah. Gingerbreads and all that stuff. But even those Hansel and Gretel, get baked, even, <laughs> even though I know the story of Hansel and Gretel, yeah, yeah. and it's in the title, get baked, I never thought of the fucking oven. <laughs> I was like, oh, they get high. Yeah, high as fuck, yeah. I do too, so maybe I'll like this movie. Yeah. It's at least got my interest. Yeah. Because we both came in brand new on this one, right? We'd never seen it. I do remember this movie a little bit in the sense that 2013 was apparently a really weird year because there was <laughs> triple fighting Hansel and Gretel movies. There was a lot of Hansel and Gretel films that came out. And I remember thinking that that was the weirdest fucking thing. Hansel and Gretel was dropped by The Asylum. The only reason I knew that was because so much Asylum shit ends up on Netflix, so I saw that popping up on Netflix <laughs> all the time. Nice. And also that same year was that Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters with so Jeremy Renner. Renner and Gemma Arterton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see it comes on, like, 
PBS and some other stations, and I'll catch clips of it, but I never watch the whole thing. Well, it looked dumb as fuck. It looked like stupid, fun... Yeah, just an action-adventure Blockbuster or summer or something. Yeah. I just remember thinking it was really weird that there's three fucking Gretel and Hansel movies oh, shit, right? coming out. And then that was, like, my knowledge to this. Until sort of recently, more last year, when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for our 420 episode... I kept running into a lot of weird reviews where people are like, nah, this movie's actually pretty good. And I'm like, I did not expect people to be saying that about this movie. I know. And then I've seen it come up in a couple of different like Facebook groups that we're parts of and shit where people are like, yeah, I decided to sit down with this movie because of my like, you know, 365 days of horror that some of these people do and shit. And I don't have time for that bullshit. Oh, yeah, I no. wish, but that'd be nice. And they're like, so I watched this one. Wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, I did not expect you to say that. So yeah, no, you've been mentioning that the last couple of weeks too, which is cool. And now I finally got to see it myself, and yeah, not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> no, I agree. I think there's a lot of entertainment, and there's a lot of redeeming qualities. I mean, like you said, it's not the greatest of films, but it's not bad either. I mean, it's pretty decent. I do feel like it's one of these movies where it wouldn't have took much to make it into a better film than it is currently, but it's not bad. Nah. I was going to say something, but I'll bring it up later. I think okay. it'll be something a little bit better to cap this with. Yeah, for sure. So the story is basically just Hansel and Gretel, though, right? Like, there's no real big deviations. No. They even find ways to work in, like, getting lost in the woods and... Yep. Using little uh, breadcrumbs. <laughs> Yeah, the Skittles. Skittles. <laughs> so that's all neat. I did have to write down, like, if you're going to be watching this movie, you might as well use that long-ass opening sequence to get fucking high. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm not against opening credit sequences, but this one felt long. <laughs> it was. I will put this, though. I put down that I did. Well, we get the cold open with Carrie first. Right, but. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's definitely, that's Carrie Elwes, which is funny because they make him look nerdy and whatnot. But he mentions that he's at 140 Wicker Lane, and it's running 98,000 kilowatts per hour, and then he sees the pot plant. There's something that happens at the beginning of this film. I didn't catch the first time through, but the second time through, I put it together because of this scene, the very first scene. Okay. There's a jump scare, a cheap jump scare with the cat. The cat, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, of course, he gets pulled in because he's reaching his arm in and whatnot. And then it goes to the opening title sequence, which is like, it's like okay, that's So I'm cool. glad you're the one that pointed out that it was a cheap jump scare. Yeah, yeah. Because that was a cheap one. That wasn't set up in any way. But. No, no. I mean, I've noticed that more recently with a few films that we've watched is that the cat is always like a, an easy jump scare. It always is. In some situations, if somebody's going to be peeking around somewhere they're not necessarily supposed to, I kind of get it because yeah. cats do that shit. Like, I have a cat. <laughs> yeah, cats are always in the shit, man. I kind of get it, but it's cheap at this point. Like, Yeah, it's like, I've seen it a, a lot of times. It's not going to get me. It's just going to be like, okay, I get it. You know, we get it. Mm -hmm. I did like the practicality of the opening credits using the baggies. That was cool. But I did like the song, too. It was called 420 Eyes by a, a dude named Kill a Cake. That's what oh, it goes, okay. Kill a Cake. But it's like something Herman. Kilakaki. Yeah. Bukaki. Oh, whoops. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's uh, kill a cake. That's what it is. It's just the way he spells it. It's with all Ks. <laughs> but it's funny because his last name is Herman. So it's like, oh, he's Herman. <laughs> Wait, killer cake with all, kill a cake with all Ks? Yeah. It's, so it's three it's, Ks? Yeah. Killa, K-A-K-E for cake. So K-K-K. 
I, I'm like, it's crazy. It I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. But anyhow, what I noted, too. I think too, he needs a little bit of rebranding right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I get it, but you might want to reconsider some of the letters. <laughs> Unless you're in Mortal Kombat, you ain't getting away with that shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. One thing they did in this film, too, a few times, was give you those establishing shots that they were in Pasadena. Yeah. <laughs> so it's was like, all right, I get that, too. They want to drive home the point they are in Pasadena. All right. I also thought maybe, I don't think it is, but I was like, the opening house kind of looked like the house from People Under the Stairs. Mm. Because I knew it was shot in L.A., but I don't think it was the same house. I'm almost certain it wasn't. It just reminded me of it a little bit. Fucking Black Forest, bud. Black Forest High. I was like, that sounds pretty good. It's hard not to think back to Evil Bong, even though these movies aren't that comparable technically. Yeah. But doing two stoner horrors in a row, it's hard not to. Yeah, you can compare them. And I immediately had to think about the fact that, like, okay, having Killer Bud makes way more sense than just getting a Killer Bong. Yeah, yeah. And trying to say that it's a better high, you know what I mean? No, I immediately was like, all right, points to you guys. (laughs) I 100% agree because we did talk about that last week. It's like no matter how much you talk up your piece, unless it produces results. Some pieces rip. Right. We get it. Right. You don't say, oh, dude, it's going to elevate it. Yeah. It's like, "Mm." no, no, no. It has a lot to do with the bud. (laughs) But did you write down or did you know what the parents were that the kid noted? Ashton? Uh, White Queen was one. Uh huh. I don't remember any of the others. Okay. So he said uh, it was a cross of Swiss Miss, which is the cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> Snow White and the White Queen. And he said something else. He tasted a note of something else, which we know what the secret ingredient is later on. Yeah, human. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, a little soylent green. <laughs> That's right. All right. So she, uh, Gretel, that is, she's hitting the bong. She knows, she's like, it's very smooth, very mellow, very wow. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. It's like it's not a bad way to describe it, I suppose. I had to forgive it because it's supposed to be magic weed, but I felt like a movie for a movie that otherwise is taking its weed decently seriously. Yeah, their reaction was a little bit more stereotypical, over the top. Yeah, yeah. It's like one thing I can maybe give them. Uh, but it's uh, supposed to be magic weed, so... Right, right. That and the fact, too, that they're still a little young, so they're going to play it up a little bit. All right. She makes a note because he's like, yeah, I got it from a little lady in Pasadena, and she sings that little lyric. Now, she mentions that it's the Beach Boys. That's fuck up. Yeah. It's not. It's by Jan and Dean. You know what, though? Makes this movie more believable. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is probably... That was the intention, too, which yeah. is cool. All right. So, anyhow, long story short... Is they start mentioning snacks because Hansel comes in. He notes that the parents are with whom for the weekend? I missed that. I meant to write it down. The Rumpelstiltskins. Oh, fuck me. He doesn't say Rumpel, but he says Stiltskins. Of course. Right? And it's like, oh, yeah, of course. That's fucking So they do lean in a little bit to the fairy tale, which is neat. All right. But long story short, he goes upstairs. He's like, what are you guys doing? And, you know, they're talking about the Black Forest. And he mentions the cake. And it's weird, because this is kind of like the handoff of roles, right? Yes. Because we don't have Hansel's fat ass getting them in trouble. (laughs) Right. We have the fucking Ashton's munchies ass getting Mm -hmm. them in trouble. But it's the handoff, because it's Hansel that's like, this is what Black Forest cake is. And it's sort of like taking his role from the story and like, here you go. 
And with the cherry in the middle. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it made me really fucking hungry for Black Forest cake, even though that's Dude. not my favorite kind of cake. It's not my favorite either, but there are moments There's, where it's mighty yo, tasty. It's good sometimes, but. Yeah. It's not my go-to. No, not I will my say go-to. that. But the when you describe that cake, I'm like, damn, that would be a nice, like, smoke some Black Forest high. And have a nice slice of Black Forest cake. Yeah, dude, if you're already smoking some weed called Black Forest High, you might as well get your ass some Black Forest cake. I know, man. And it goes probably really well with a dark coffee. Yeah. Finish it off with a dark coffee. <laughs> yeah, you're good to go, man. Anyhow, what that does is sets the munchies forward, right? And it comes to a point where Gretel and Astor are like, all right, we're going to make some gingerbread. But he's out. He's got to get some more. So he's going to go out to Pasadena. She's going to stay behind and make the cookies. And he goes out, visits Agnes, the old lady. It was funny because this is some of the comedy dude, that comes into play. Yeah, it's so funny. fucking with him that got me. <laughs> please, please. Dude, yeah. that was great. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I know she's selling weed because right. that's Lara Flynn Boyle under that fucking old makeup. Yeah, and it doesn't look too bad. It's pretty no. decent. But and then like, I was like, but I also had that realization moment, too, where I'm yeah. like, that's Laura Flynn Boyle under the old makeup, and no offense to her, yeah. Laura Flynn Boyle is looking a lot older than I remember her without that old makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could tell that with old makeup on. I'm like, oh, wait, no, I see. You see who it is. I see who you are, but yeah, uh, that's not how I remember you. <laughs> exactly. It is 2020. <laughs> you are still very, very pretty, but that is not how I remember you. <laughs> exactly. All right, so she invites him in, right? And she smokes him out. Which, you know what? This cool. All the shit that she does in this movie, most of the time she at least gets some stupid fucking stoned on her good weed first. Gotta give her props, right? She doesn't get high on her own supply, quote unquote. <laughs> she hits some. She does, but I'm just quoting. Yeah. I'm like, quote unquote, because she doesn't do it when she's giving it to them. No. So I think she's giving them her secret magic batch. She's like, here you go. Yeah, here you go. Have this one. But. That's what she's doing, right? And But she tells him, because she goes off to do something. Maybe give him some tea or whatever the fuck it is. No. So here was the bit where I was like, what the fuck? Because she's like, you got to have the munchies by now. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got the munchies. And she's like, cool. I got some sardines. Oh, oh that's right, 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 right. You're right. It's like, oh, no, thank you. No, please. <laughs> that no. is not a good combo. Why, why you do this? No. You're right. I mean, I, I appreciate the hospitality. But if I go, I have the munchies, <laughs> and my host is like, don't worry. I got some sardines. I got some sardines. I'll be like, you know, I think I might have to pass on that one, because I don't think you need me retching up sardines all over your yeah. living room right now. It's like, now. thank you, but no thank you. That's, That's fine. I maybe, I can, maybe I can wait. <laughs> You're absolutely you got right. some water? I, I'll take some water for this cotton mouth. One thing I, uh, I noted or wrote down, too, is there's an exchange that they have I liked what she says in response to him and what she says later on because she uses it again. So during their little conversation on the couch, he says something of like, speaking of which, and she's like, which? Oh, shit. That's funny. Yeah. And she uses it later on, too, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's that's clever writing. That's I got to give him credit for that because there's a few things they do in this film. It comes down to some like little writing technique, which is really cool. That was one of them I noted. His dumb ass can't keep his hands off the gingerbread house. She tells him not to eat it. She's like, don't touch it. And he does. He breaks off a piece. She's like, damn, this shit's hot. And he looks inside. And she's on. What the fuck is that? Nazi doubt? All right. No. First off. Okay. I was thinking the same thing. But I was like, let me see what that actually translates from German. Right. 
Okay, what did it? What it's did actually it's a driver's license. So it's establishing that she was around s- that long. Right, right, right. So but even not that that was her. In my mind, I thought it was her driver's license, and I was like, that it wouldn't make sense because everybody else's driver's license is in there that she kidnapped or whatever ate. So I was like, oh, that's just that's establishing how lo- old. Yeah, how old she is. She's keeping all those <laughs> her victims inside the house. Seeing the the Nazi shit in there mm-hmm. was one of the bits, though, where I thought this movie could have went better, I guess. I thought they were going to lean into it a little bit. Because then, well, once she gets Ash here in a second, because he fucked up. Yeah, he did. And it's almost a fucking torture porn sequence down <laughs> in her basement. I'm like, you could have leaned into that more. Been like, yes, technically right. she's magic, but she's not that magic. But this is what she's into, and, like, she used to be a Nazi to be able to get this done. She's got some training. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But instead, they sort of went more towards, like, the drug dealer bent towards the middle part of the movie before we'll get to that. But But you're right. I think you're right with that. I thought this was really fucking neat, the weird, like, torture porn setup. I was like, wow. (laughs) It was a bit comedic, right? Because in that kid's mind, he thought she was into kinky shit, Mm -hmm. right? He was like, well, you know, I've got a girlfriend, but if I guess if you want to give me an HJ or a BJ, she says something to him, and he replies, he's like, you mean like swallow? swallow? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, I don't want to watch. <laughs> and she plucks out his eye and responds to all that, because she's basically, you know, she's glazing him, lathering mm-hmm. him up. He thinks she's, like, sitting into weird kinky Makes shit. Makes a KFC joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... When she plops his eyeball out and eats it, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to go there. That looked good, dude. It did. That looked good. Got to give them props. Really fucking surprised, to be honest. I didn't think that was what was going to happen. And then she fucking, you don't see that. Right, but she, she, like, at least filleted a part of his his, his chest. his chest off. Right. And then was preparing some of the meat underneath. Uh, she salted it, doesn't she? Mm-hmm, and has, like, the skin all stretched out yeah, and shit. Yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> and then what she does is she uh, ties off a part of his upper leg so she can amputate the lower half. And then she cooks it and eats it in front of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, damn, that is fucking gruesome, man. It's pretty good. All right. The whole time, though, Gretel is calling him. While that shit's happening. First off, because he needs to pick up some fucking milk. But then, Right, because married. that's what Hansel's like. <laughs> Call your stoner boyfriend, get some milk. So I wrote down the next sequence, right, is because Ashton never returned her calls or texts or whatever. She's going to, I think, hang the flyers like missing persons and all that shit. And she runs into those two kids on the bicycles. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That was one of the funniest moments in this film, man. Up yours, lady. And, what was that? Yeah, and then other kids like, I'm sorry, I, you know, I apologize for my brother. Please take into account his age. And he's like, only five. He's like, yeah, I'm five. <laughs> Blow it out your pie hole, you nasty hoe bag. All right, up yours again, lady. I was like, holy shit, that was funny. <laughs> I was not anticipating that from those little kids, but that was good. That was good. That, that was, was fucking I good. Lo- that's kind of a throwback to shit that you used to see in films from like the 80s and maybe parts of the 70s and shit, even into the 90s. It's like, it's almost taboo to use kids like that now, you know? So fucking good. That was really good. Blow that right. your pie, holy nasty bag. <laughs> she runs to, to Manny. That's uh, Gretel, that is. Yeah, yeah. Right? And she's asking him, of course, about Ashton. He's like, yeah. 
You know, I talked with them last night, blah, blah, blah. But what she does is she takes the Skittles from Bianca. And I was like, oh, that's, I didn't realize that's where she got the Skittles from. I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay. Because then Bianca pulls another bag out. She's like, I got my other Skittles. (laughs) Long story short. Pocket candy. Manny tells Gretel about where Agnes lives and all that shit. And so she has Hansel drive her to Agnes's house. Anyhow, uh, when she arrives, right, Agnes invites her in for tea. She's trying to get her to drink tea the whole time because she spiked that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets interrupted because Hansel finally comes in. And he had to park down the block, whatever. And it interrupts everything. And they leave, but Ashen's still down there. He's gagged up. The dogs. Franz. What they did is they used Franz as red eyes because in the story, Agnes or the witch is supposed to have red eyes. She can't see well. Oh. But they gave the red eyes to Franz. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool. That's neat. Yeah. Like I said, little stuff like that. This movie's clever. That's what I'm saying. There's some really interesting ways of dealing weaving, with some of this. Weaving the, the fairy tale into this modern day story, but with a stoner twist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's clever. Long story short is after Hansel and Gretel leave, she goes down there and sucks the soul out of Ashton and she starts to get younger. And then this is when Gretel and Hansel run into the officers, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, we ain't going to do shit because he smokes pot. And I'm like, oh, she's yeah, like, oh, yeah, we we've got a, yeah, we know about him, right? And she's like mentioning Manny. And they're like, who, who was that? Excuse me? <laughs> you want to speak up? <laughs> right? That was one of the most exciting parts of the movie, though, for me because when yeah. Lachlan Monroe pops out, I'm like, yes. Yes. I Thank like you. him a lot, man. Thank you. <laughs> He's good, dude. He's really good. He's good in this bit, too. Yeah. I mean, every bit he's, he gets, he does his character well. That's all I'll say about that. But uh, after that little exchange, right, is the female officer, she's a little bit more like, all right, I'll listen to you a little bit more. But Gretel gets mad because she's like, Hans, I told you they wouldn't listen anyway. So she gets all pissed off. But here's the fucked up part is uh, Agnes, she starts grinding up Ashton's meat. And she has his penis in that mute grinder. <laughs> like, they were a little generous with his proportions. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's kind of funny because of the shit he was saying to her earlier. Oh, yeah. She wanted to probably feed it to the dog anyway. She just has a dump bucket. I put down that the two stoners are in the park smoking that black force. And that's when Carlos and his little gang shows up um. and fuck with Manny. I already said it, but I like Renato Gallegos. He's I good. Th- I want him to blow up bigger than he has been. It seems like he's been doing decently good with, uh, you know, fucking. I think that show that he's shows, on, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, Some of the Netflix films he's been is in. supposed to be pretty good, but he does a good job in this role because it's believable, you know. I think he does a really good job for this What's movie. What's up, Yang? Yang? <laughs> this is, this would have been a really easy role, I think, to just phone in, and I think he yeah. did a really good job in it, to be honest. So. Yeah, and his little sidekicks too weren't bad, but yeah. he did his character well as Carlos. But he's pretty much shaking those kids down, right? And they tell him, "He's like, yeah, we got it for Manny. Where's Manny at?" They're like, "Narc on him." <laughs> he's with Bianca, and he's like, "All right, you got to get, babe. You got to get out of here." And Carlos is like, "What's up, fool?" So <laughs> 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 like, of course. <laughs> Trying to get paid, fool. <laughs> that's right, though. That, that's it. Yeah. Like, but he tells him, right? And he, he, of course, he learns about Agnes. You and, this? you know, he's like, man, you know, I'm trying to tell. He's like, man, this is my turf. That's my shit. You know, now you're a messenger boy. What are you still doing here? You gotta love that shit when he's just like, that's how I like him. Yeah. And take out her dentures. So my dig. 
like, holy shit. That was funny, man. It was good. It was good. Well, I mean, and it comes back later. It does. Like, because a lot of does, the, the stuff they say well, does Manny come back. Because Manny does what he's supposed to. He's a messenger boy and tells him word for word what he said. Right, and he does. So that's what Manny does. He goes off to see her. It just builds because then Agnes is like, well, then I hope he's got a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? She's like, let me see your phone. I got to text something. <laughs> Is that oh. what two G's? Or? Oh shit! I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, I didn't think that she was just gonna just gonna off him right there, though. I know because he's like freaking out. He's like, he's gonna kill. He's like, no. I thought it was gonna be more of a setup, and like she was gonna send him out to like pull them in or something. But slits his fucking throat right there. I was like, damn. Okay, that's number two. It's pretty good. I wasn't expecting that either. But that one. For it. That one wasn't as good as the eyeball, though. No, no, eyeball was good, and the amputation was good, and her eating the fucking meat coming out of the, the oven. It's like, damn, that's fucking fucked up. <laughs> this one has a pretty obvious cutaway and cut right. back to a neck prosthetic, which yeah, it's not bad, but it's not bad. It's not, it's as not good a as bad first looking one. prosthetic, but I didn't think that that eyeball was a prosthetic when she dug into it. This, I was like, oh, I know what I'm looking at right here. Okay, so this is what I've got. I put that uh. Right after this is that uh, Hans Lundgren, they're out posting some flyers about Ashton, you know, being missing. And this is where Carlos and his homies is what I wrote down because they're waking up. They're like, damn, that black force was some bomb shit, bro. <laughs> He's like, wake oh. up. He's like, wake up, fools. You know, it's like Jorge and, and Octavio because they want to go visit her. There's something in that scene when he wakes up that bugs the fuck out of me. He's looking for his shit. He's looking for his shit. You and see did how many you know- fucking different, he had like different vaporizers and... Did you notice Jesus. for the vapes and the fact that his phone was on that table, he was not the least bit concerned that he woke up to his bong knocked over on that table. I know, man. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> I said he had so much shit on that table, and it was like all kinds of different smoking devices. It's like, how fucked up were you guys getting last night? When I saw that bong knocked over, though, and then he's looking for his phone, yeah. and he doesn't immediately be like, fuck, I got to get some rice. <laughs> Dude, I know. There's so many jokes you can go that way. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, anytime you see your phone around water, it's like, oh, fuck. Here we go. And then he should have been checking out his bong. Like, I hope this shit didn't break. Right? It's funny because when he does look at the message, he's like, it's like what the fuck? Like, I mean, theoretically, he's just making enough money. He doesn't care if his bong breaks. But Nah, but I know what you're saying. There's, there's habits, right? Yeah. Can't help it, man. Because of the text, he gets him and his boys to go over to Agnes. And because she's getting younger because of the victim she has now he's like oh, i thought there was some old ass lady here yeah and you're like no it's, i don't know what you're talking about I don't, all right I don't, mamacita yeah i don't smoke and then that one dude he's like yo what's that right there on the table right <laughs> he i mean i like that the whole thing like they go in he's like you know you want to maybe start telling me some shit and she's still kind of telling him some lies she gets the old uh backhand He's like, all right. So uh, she shows them the 50-cent tour is what they say, right? And they get to see the grow-up. And they get greedy down there is what happens. Grow-up was cool. Yeah, grow-up looked good. It's like, damn. Well, they're, they're trying to pick sloppy it. sloppy as shit because homeboy in the beginning, Carrie Elvis, should never have been able to see any of her plants. She was no. just leaving them outside her grow-up. I think some of that, too, was a way to entice people in, you know? I mean. She's got to get her youth back somehow. Right, but yeah, practically you, you saying, should no, never, like, ever, nah, ever. She was being sloppy as shit. Yeah, exactly. But for the movie's purpose and her sake, we we know we know what the deal is. As we stink up my apartment complex, <laughs> she was being <laughs> sloppy as shit. Yeah. Ooh, that smell. 
<laughs> Anyhow, what they're doing, they're getting greedy. Carlos and the boys are getting greedy because they're trying to pick it. She's like, they're not ready yet. They're not mature, right? He's like, I tell you what the fuck, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't think so. <laughs> she gets them super stoned. Yeah. And then she sicks the dog out. So since we're talking about how this movie made us squeal, yeah, even yeah, yeah. with this sequence going on, which is kind of fun and kinda like silly, they're getting bit. chased and shit and should be a little bit higher tension. The downside of this movie for me was that I kind of didn't give a shit about the last half of this movie. Yeah, I mean, it just becomes kind of like a cat and mouse game. And when it turns more into, like, I like the actors involved. I've already, you know, fucking talked up Ronaldo, But, like, I don't care about the drug dealing storyline. And it's kind of just a lazy way to get her more victims. But then she's not even dealing with these victims as cool of ways as she was earlier in the film. Good point. I kind of wish they would have just kept with that vibe. Done more almost like torture porny type shit. That would have been awesome. Maybe had less victims, but even then, we've seen movies where there's ways to work in those more victims better than this drug deal. Yeah, I agree with you there. The cops. (laughs) That was crazy, wasn't it? (laughs) I even wrote it down. I was like, what the fuck was that? Right? But that was just her way of just getting rid of (laughs) Just like, I've had enough of this shit. Pop, pop. Yeah. They could have been the the more natural people showing up, though. The chick cop finally decides to take him seriously. Yeah, because of the boyfriend. And then you get extra victims, not as many victims, but then maybe she takes her time and you, you still get some of the cool shit from the beginning of this movie. And heightened tension, because you know that fucked up shit's coming. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, I ain't mad at it, but I kind of don't give a shit about the last half of this movie. I mean, and not in a bad way, but more in a way like it just did not hold my attention nearly as well. And I had to sort of like force myself to keep like putting down my phone and shit. The few things that I did like about what was going on, even though it was kind of hokey, you know, down in the uh, grow up, is that she does like an ensnare Carlos. And mm-hmm. She puts that spigot in him and turns it on. That was fucking cool. I was like, that's not bad. That was actually pretty decent. What it amounts to is Octavio, you know, he gets chased into the cage. He locks himself into the cage. And Jorge winds up getting into that little scrap with the zombie Manny. <laughs> the spigot's another good example of the black comedy in this movie. It is. It comes back because of what the shit he says, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. He winds up getting the zombie Manny with some kind of poker and drives him out of a window. But when he turns around, Agnes is there and then she shoves those sewing needles, I think they were, into his yeah. ears. Yeah, fucks him up pretty good. The weird part with that is then she mentions that magic has a price, but then she never really elaborates. Exactly. I think that's the intention. I think it's supposed to be that like as she uses her magic, that's what causes her to re-age. But I'm not positive because yeah, that's, that's never really point. visited again. You know? Yeah, it's very it's super ambiguous or vague. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. This is where I wrote down. There's like a couple of silly sequences, but I mean they come back. Norm, right? You're, he's like the meter man that Carrie Elwes, the, I guess the company he works for, mm-hmm. they find his van. They're like, oh, yeah. You know, and it, it turns out that the woman that comes in is explaining that her son, which was one of the stoners in the park, got caught with weed. And she, she said that. slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, it was funny because it shows that, like, that was quick. A fun that sequence. was pretty funny. But she says that her son says that he got it from somebody in that, that neighbor, like in Pasadena. And he's like, it was around the same neighborhood as the, the spikes. Spike. Yeah, the spike. And so Norm goes out and does his little montage of driving around Pasadena, checking on meters and whatnot. And at the same time, Bianca's putting up posters for Manny. Gretel runs into her, 
you know, and they're talking about all that. She's like, you should have listened to me when I told you, right? And she's like, well, I got my car right here. Let's go. And they drive out to the house. <laughs> it's funny. They have a little bit of exchange. They have good chemistry, those two girls. I'll give them that. Because uh, she's like, oh, you popping your cherry for your first B&E? That was pretty good. You know, she's like, you can't just run in there. She's like, you got to case the place. Right? So she goes in the front door. That's uh, yeah, Bianca. She yeah, she does. Gretel goes breaking in towards the back, right, and towards the basement. The whole time, Bianca's trying, like, sweet-talking Agnes, right? Dude, and they're I smoking. and wish I was as good at hitting on Stone Latinas as Laura Flynn Boyle. <laughs> she did a good job. It wound up her sucking some fingers and making out a little bit and getting to see some, cle- some nice cleavage. I ain't mad. And she's, like, telling her a story about how she got two more bras. <laughs> You know that was fucking wild. Yeah, it was good. Like I was like, is this story supposed to be charming? Even though like this sounds some trashy this, as fuck. <laughs> some of this is is a little hokey, but it's good. I mean, the exchanges are good. It's believable. I think all the women have good chemistry. The way they, they interact with each other on screen. But the whole time down there is Gretel. When she breaks in, she finds the grow up. She finds Octavio. She learns that. Well, she's also putting the skittles down too. By the mm-hmm. way, but she learns that you know she's got to go back and get the fucking key. But while she's down there looking around, she finds, was it Manny? I think she finds Manny. She yeah. drops her phone and shit, makes that noise. And then that's when um, when they're up there making out. Oh, she's reading her palm. That's what she does. And you got the super long lifeline. She's like, look damn. At, da- damn, girl. Look at that lifeline. Damn, that shit is, you old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right? But they get in that scrap and she winds up breaking her back. And she's freaking out. She runs downstairs. And Gretel's like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to. You don't want to be down here. She's freaking out, and she finds Manny. And then Agnes comes back down there, and they have their little chase and all that shit. That's right. Yeah, and that's how the girls get back down on the grow up. And I was thinking at first a little bit. I was like, damn, Gretel really fucking took off on Bianca, and Bianca's stoned ass started eating all those Skittles. So <laughs> can't blame her though. It's already been established she likes Skittles. With that though, I do want to say that Hansel bound up down there. Because he, he gets his ass captured down there, right? Because he's down there all captured and Right, shit. right. So while those girls are down there running around and shit, he does come over because he gets mm-hmm. the email. At first, I was like, oh, he's back at home. And he's like, Gretel, are you home? He's like, ugh, good. He puts his laptop on the table. I was like, is this dude going to jerk off? <laughs> it's finally quiet. His parents aren't home. He's like, finally. Finally, damn. It's peace and quiet. But no, he checks his email, and that's when he learns that she's over at Agnes's, and that's when he goes over there, and he winds up taking pictures of her while she's trying to make him tea. That's oh, like that's her go-to right. move. She's always making tea. I noticed about yeah. that in this film. As long as you turn down her tea, and, and she's good. like, even as her younger self, it's kind of a tip-off because when they were there earlier, yeah, he should have noticed. That was a tip-off. Yeah, and some of the exchange too, like they have that like witch, witch, that little mm-hmm. exchange. But he likes snapping pictures. He snaps the pictures of her, and he's, like, complimenting her chin and her face and all that shit. And he's like, oh, damn, bitch. <laughs> you know that, you know, if you scrolled through his pictures, one of the next ones would just be a plastic bag fucking. <laughs> <laughs> or a fucking red balloon. <laughs> Something, yeah. But she's like, give it to me. She keeps telling him that, give it to me. And then she gets that little charmed <laughs> camera float. And that's what happens. He winds up getting captured. So his ass bound up down there. 
mm-hmm. I gotta say, yeah. is some of the more realistic fighting against your fucking restraints that I've ever seen I in a will, fucker horror movie. I will say this. Even though for, for him, he was acting his balls off in those parts, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a little doing a little over the top, but it was realistic, you know? We all will probably be doing the same thing in the same situation. I don't want to get killed. No, 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 no. I was like, this motherfucker's really putting up a fight. And he's knocking shit over, catching things on fire. He's like, what the... F- no, get me out of here. Most of the time, you don't see somebody fight back that hard in the horror movie. What I thought was a little funny, a little suspicious, was while the girls were trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of there, because they do get trapped, right? It is uh, They wind up in the cage. They fucking sing the dog to sleep because of the Greek tragedy. Mm-hmm. What I thought was funny was when I Bianca was rapping... Rose Red. That was dope. <laughs> yeah. Bianca was rapping, gangster rapping. She's like, that's not singing. <laughs> It's not music. I was like, bitch, yeah, it's it racist. is, bitch. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking silly, but it's funny. But I was like, how the fuck did she know the lyrics to that song <laughs> that Gretel was singing? Right. It's like I didn't know those lyrics. I'll be honest, I don't know them. But regardless, that's how I, they get out of that situation. I knew some of them because twelve years of choir. But that's it. Like that's okay. I have very specialized knowledge. Like. <laughs> yeah, he was in it. <laughs> yeah. But once they get the dog to go to sleep, Franz, that is, is they get out of the cage. And like, so they're wandering around. Of course, it's like, oh, I don't know where the skeletons are. It's like, bitch, I ate them. <laughs> How was I supposed to know that you put them down there? It's like, bitch, I had the munchies. <laughs> Anyhow, they get out because they hear homeboy screaming. They got out of there real quick after he started screaming. Mm-hmm. They knew where the exit was at. I almost had kind of a problem with that because they yeah. made such a big deal of it and then it doesn't matter anyway because it doesn't matter. It. Everything still gets wrapped up in five minutes even though that happened. Yeah, exactly. All, all it really amounts to is Bianca gets it. I'm like, oh, that kind of sucked. But they get Agnes on top of fucking Hansel. Like She's obsessed with trying to eat him and all that. Mm-hmm. Gretel pushes her in the oven, closes it. You think, okay, that's it. Kind of bad CG. <laughs> and... Norm apparently shows up. He's checking on Hansel and Gretel, saying, are you guys okay? Is she dead? He's like, kind of confirms it. The officers, we find out they live because they had Kevlar vests on. I was like, okay, that was cool. I will say this. We kind of miss this a little bit. They do play on the the donut bit with the cops and donuts. Yeah, they do. I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) Give me one. You know what? If you're a cop, don't be ashamed. Go get a donut. Dude, donuts are fucking delicious. Donuts are, donuts are delicious. I don't care regardless of what your profession is. Yeah. Don't feel like, I mean, we're going to make fun of you. Right, right, but right. But we, we ain't mad at you either. We ain't mad at you. We understand. <laughs> it's a donut. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of funny. I, I didn't want to mention that too. But that last scene, and this is what wrapped it up that very first jump scare with me, is the cat. I was like, oh, there's the fucking cat. You know, and it turns out to be Agnes. And I was like, oh, fuck. So she she knew that Carrie Elwes was snooping around as the cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that until the second time I watched this film. I was like, oh, fuck me. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's clever. Yeah, and then she, she kills Norm in the car, and she drives off. It's like, okay, that's cool. It leaves it open, because she does mention that she's always on the move. She moves around a lot. So with that, the cops live. Mm-hmm. She lives. Mm-hmm. Would you watch a sequel? For sure, if they use the same people, hell yeah, I, I definitely would. Same here. I don't know what the sequel would be. I'd hope that they would involve those three characters. Coo- yeah, it would but... be cool. Like you could get the cops on. <coughs> Ooh, got a cop. Get off. God damn. <laughs> you could use the cops as like you know detectives or whatever. Now chasing her down, whatever. 
And then wherever she holds up or whatever she she's doing along the way, you can kind of follow that. I mean, just spitballing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But find some I mean, way you, to tie it back into folklore again. Maybe not Hansel and Gretel. Right. But. You could. Yeah. You could do spinoffs or you could do prequels. We mentioned you can do that. Or, but I will say this: I do like what they did with the fairy tale. Right. They still use the elements. They just switched, like we mentioned earlier, the Hansel and Ashton role. But everything else they did... Hansel uh, almost didn't matter to this movie. For as much as they say Hansel and Gretel will get baked... This is Gretel's movie. Hansel, as far as I know, never smokes weed in this film. That's also true. Gretel's the stoner. Gretel and Ashton. Yeah. Fucking Hansel's a weird-ass photography kid. Yeah, he's just that fucking kid, American Beauty. (laughs) Who... Which is funny because it's, it's Wes Bentley, if I'm not mistaken, that actor. Mm-hmm. And he's in like some of the American Horror Stories later on. But I, I like his character, but uh, he's a good actor. But that's what this Hansel character is in this film. Yeah. <laughs> he's just off with his friends. He comes. He's always taking photos and shit, snapping photos. That's what he does. Yeah. So give me a Gretel sequel. I don't care if we get any more with Hansel and Gretel. If we, if we ever do, like if... I don't think they're doing a sequel to this movie. Anyway. I don't think so either, but it'd we be have cool. the setup for a sequel, but we're going to talk about this like it's going to happen for a second. Yeah, yeah. If it had to happen with Hansel <laughs> and Gretel, I don't give a shit about Hansel. Have it Gretel versus the witch again. That's fine with me. I don't necessarily think it has to have Hansel and Gretel. I think just having the witch and the officers is that would be cool. more entertaining to me. Uh, Not that I didn't like Hansel and Gretel. I actually thought Molly Quinn was really great as Gretel. I did too. And she's easy on the eyes, cutie pie, you know. Yeah, I'm not mad. (laughs) Definitely not mad. But what I would propose or maybe even ask or suggest is would Agnes still be growing weed? Would she be doing different strains now, calling it different to throw off the scent? You know, no pun intended, Mm -hmm. but you can't call your shit Black Forest anymore. You got to call it something different to throw off the scent because it'd be easy to track her down if she uses that. Well, if you're going to tie it to some other witch and some other story, then it needs to be tied into that story. Yeah. If you're still basing it off of this, then it kind of opens it up for you to do just some, like, some witchy pun or... (laughs) Yeah. But, like, if suddenly the story you're basing off of this next one is, like, Cinderella, and she's more like the witch in that, then it should be, like, Enchanted Forest. You know what I mean? That would be kind of cool, yeah, like... You can play off of fairy tales. Because there's so many because of witches. witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like that concept. You can do like anthologies, mm-hmm. right? This and would be the Hansel and Gretel version of the witch. Versions of... I, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> the Venn diagram in the center would be the weed. <laughs> the weed and the witch. <laughs> right, yeah. And you just rotate around that <laughs> with the fairy tales. I think that would be pretty cool. The lion, the weed, and the witch. Dude, right? that would be awesome. C.S. Lewis. Like... You can do a lot with that, man. You can do a stoner Suspiria. Yeah. The witch. Yeah. Witches. <laughs> There's all kinds of shit you can do with it, man. What is it? The, the witches of Eastwick. <laughs> uh, the stoner version of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a Disney version of that. <laughs> Anything with a witch, we're now turning into a stoner version. So there you go. I mean, and it's all, we're just replacing the witches with Agnes. That's it. Yeah, essentially. I'm okay with that. And then basing... Whatever that Which story is, a Waverly place. strain off of that, <laughs> right? Getting all the kids high. I would like a Salem's Lot, even though I know it's not about witches, but it'd be called Salem's Pot. <laughs> uh, fucking the Crucible. <laughs> uh, well, there is there is 
let's see, Rob Zombies, Lords of Salem. Yeah. Right? The stoner. And you can also do the George Romero did Season of the Witch. Yeah. <laughs> so I like said, there's a lot of ways we could do this, which is fun. It's just ideas. I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I, I was did. Going I remember to. you were mentioning that, you know, you were reading the reviews and it was getting I a lot of better praise. Yeah, and I agree. It's like this movie is very rewatchable. It's clever. Laura Flynn Boyle does a really, really good job in this film, right? Most of all of the, the kids, you know, it's that kids use loosely, but the young actors and actresses do a really good job in their parts. Like I said, Hansel, the actor, he's a good actor, but he did, like I said, he was kind of unnecessary, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, they didn't really lean into his character from the fairy tale. No. Like I said, they threw in Ashton as that replacement. I don't understand why, but it's cool. Whatever. It seems like yeah. almost it almost just to get another worked. victim. It but. still worked. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's okay, man. But I, it did make me go back and reread the old fairy tale. I was like, yeah, they did a pretty good job, you know, minus the parents and their roles. Everything else was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was fun doing these back-to-back, Eva Bong and Hansel and Gretel. I would probably recommend both of them, honestly, for stoners alike. Snow White, you could have Red Apple, bud. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, there's like forbidden fruit stuff like that, but yeah, like the apple, apple red. <laughs> I like that, man. You can do some really cool shit with that. The Look, bitch. Just... <laughs> yeah, man. Hire us. <laughs> We've got this, man. We got this. Apparently, no, it's fucking dope. Yeah, it's, I, like well, said, no, I maybe not it, fucking man. dope, but um. So we've now covered a few different stoner horror movies. There's really not that many more. That we could get to, other no. than just just keep going down the like line, more to evil bongs and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know that there's at least a couple more we could get to, but from what we had right now, what would you say is number one from what we've covered? Oh, I would. Now that we're a few deep, right, right, right. As far as stoner comedies, yeah, it's our stoner horrors that oh, we've covered. Oh, 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 oh. that I, we've covered. I would still put Idle Hands number one. I mean, in terms of like our 420 episodes and whatnot. Yeah. I would still put that up there. I would say this one is a, a good argument for number two on the list. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I did like Evil Bong, but it's I know what to expect from Full Moon. We've already mentioned that. And it's no discredit. I wouldn't rate it as high as Hansel and Gretel. It's still an entertaining film, but I felt like I get more entertainment out of this film. To Evil Bong's credit, those films are closer together than I thought that they right, would there's be. Right, not, there's not a huge disparity I'm just saying I got a little bit more entertainment out of this film. Because so far our lists are completely matching for what I would say, too. So <laughs> Yeah, and then like I said, it's no discredit to Evil Bong. It's a fun film. Mm-hmm. It really is. And uh, I enjoyed watching it. I just knew not to take it too serious. I wasn't taking this movie serious, but it's like, let me just see, you know, experience it. And I enjoy this. I almost watched it a third time. <laughs> so what else is the Evil Bong or 420 Massacre? Oh, yeah, 420 Massacre as well. Uh Man, for me, I would say I would, I would maybe be more inclined to watch Evil Bong. I think I'm the same. But I'm not saying I don't dislike 420 Massacre because it, I do. I do like it, but it left me wanting. Yeah. I think there was a little bit more they could have done with that film. So I would say... Somebody's got to be the bottom. Yeah, someone has to be the bottom. I hate to say it like that, but I would think I would probably put them at the bottom for right now. Mm-hmm. And then... Just slightly put Eva Bong above it, and then slightly put Hansel and Gretel above that, and then Idle Hands above them. Yeah, I think that's what my list would be exactly. Yeah, if I had if I had to watch any of those four films or all of those four films, 
you know, depending on which order. Any, right? That's that's the only stoner <laughs> I, ones we've done. I want to say that's it for stoner comedies. I that mean, unless you want to count like Cabin in the Woods and shit like that, but eh, not really. No, no, no. But I would say more stoner, like true stoner, stoner. That, I mean, I think yeah. I think that's true. I'm just gonna scroll through our shit real quick. I think anything else has just been people surprisingly having a weird amount of weed in movies, like in the craft when they would just had like a half. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah. It's not a stoner movie, but we were suddenly just like, wait, what the fuck? I know. They're like burning incense in here. They're getting down, floating around and shit. <laughs> I'm floating around right now. Yeah, changing hair colors. <laughs> it was fun, man. But yeah, everything else would probably just coincidental, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think that would probably be my order for those films, though. We picked out next week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Dude. It's going to be so much fun. We're going back to the land of the rising sun. Oh, dude. This is going to be... A f- it's going to be a blast. It's going to be I, fucking bonkers. I still feel primed. Even though it was a while ago now, I still feel primed from Tetsuo to do weird Japanese gore <laughs> body craziness. Yeah, hell yeah. So Tokyo Gore Police it is. <laughs> I will say this. If you haven't seen this movie before, definitely go check it out. Strap yourselves in. You're in for a wild ride. Come yeah. join us. Oof. That's going to be a super fun time. In order to listen to us talk about that insanity, please subscribe however you're listening to us right now. If you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, that would also be a gigantic help because it gets us into all the algorithms, and algorithms are what makes the world go round. Exactly. That'll keep you caught up on all of our latest shit. Or you can always head over to our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Go just sort of leisurely scroll through all of our older episodes with helpful pictures and stuff. I realize that if, like, if you're listening to this on Spotify or something, you can just scroll down the list of episodes and see names. And that's also helpful. But yeah. we put together a website for a reason. One of the reasons is because it's also easy to contact us through the website or by emailing us, squirmcast at gmail.com. Or while you're at the website, you'll notice through the links up at the top that we are part of the Earworm Podcast Network. And you can go check out the other shows on the network, which would be super cool. Please do. Uh, I'm a host on one of them, and I go talk about nerdy shit over on General Nerdery. Some cool stuff, man, for real. My co-host on that also has a show, The Art of Wargaming, where it's like 40K meets Machiavelli. That's awesome, man. Mixing philosophy of warfare with... Wargaming. Wargaming, which is awesome, man, yeah. More shows are in the works. Some of that has been really slow because... Oh, man, life... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, guys, I don't Stop know if you know this while listening to this, but a fucking global pa- pandemic's going on. Did yeah. you know that fucking crazy shit, right? <laughs> like, Who would have thunk it? <laughs> uh, and so that just slows down plans across the board for the most part. So It does, but we're still active. You know, we still practice social distancing. We do all our precautionary things, but, you know, we still like doing our thing. But other shows are in the works. The easiest place to keep up to date on all of the shows at once will be over at earvrm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Check out Fried Squirms across all the social medias. Search for Fried Squirms. That's what comes up. So Absolutely. Yeah. Once again, we do like your suggestions. If you have recommendations or if you have some independent films and you want some eyeballs on them, let us know. Always up for watching your films. So We have eyes. Yeah, we love we you guys. Ears. 
We have lungs. We have tears. We drink beers sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we care a lot. We smoke a lot. It's 420. I'm not going to make any excuses. Y'all know what's going on. It's Fried Squirms. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms. Oh. oh.